start Let's this timer? Yep. All right. Sounds good. You ready, Ronald? I'm very ready. Hit ready? it, Steve. All right, I'm about to hit it. It makes this great, really satisfying, High tech. like a sound that totally doesn't sound like some kind of like weird accidental sound that a smoke detector makes when the battery's dying. Yeah. <laughs> I could fall asleep to that sound. It's a puny little sound. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Hello. Movie Schmovie, episode 108. I think that's right. Yeah, we just cleared that up a little bit before we started recording. There was actually some dispute. <laughs> it's been a while since yeah, we've been together, because we, we recorded two episodes the last time we were together, and then we took a week off, so technically it's been three weeks. Wow. wow. That's been a long, long time. Yeah, Ron and I, when we got here today, it was bright outside. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember the last time I've ever been to John's house when it's bright yeah, outside. Yeah, spring has sprung. Yeah, spring has sprung. S- and I, I could see your house and the brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the kind of sorry state our yard is in. <laughs> it, it'll get better, John. I know. It it'll get better. I know it will. But yeah, welcome back, guys. We're going to take a moment with this episode, to, or a long moment, actually. Probably just a whole episode, let's be honest. To kind of just catch up. and uh, We're going to spend roughly an episode's yeah, worth of time. Yeah, I would round it up and just say episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode's um, worth. And just kind of just chit-chat on what we've seen over the past two or three weeks. And both in theaters, video on demand, movies that we maybe have been sitting on for a bit. But um, I know that we've seen some movies, or, you know, the same, you know. There's been some overlap. Yeah, that, yeah, that we've yeah. seen together or, or separately, but the same film. Are there any films that we've all seen? Unlikely. Uh, no. I mean, that would that would require much more preparation on all of our parts. Interesting. And the Grand know. Budapest Hotel. Did we nope. talk about that? Nope. Nope. I didn't see it. Steve didn't see it. Oh. We haven't talked about it. We're going to talk about that. Well, obviously. Oh, yeah. So there's another one right there. Let's go ahead and just preview yeah. the movies we're going to talk about. You know, our friend Jason Conti has said he hates the fake suspense that we set up sometimes around what we're going to talk about. Let's oh, just okay. let the cat out of the bag on this episode of Movie Show. That's the single reason why we do that. Just yeah. FYI. Right. But yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So Ronald and I saw. Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm-hmm. Steve and I saw Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Ronald and I. <laughs> Ronald, Ronald and I saw. Bad words. Bad words. Yeah. And the Raid Redemption. And the, the Raid. Ra- well, the Raid to Barrendal. Yeah. And Which then, should have been called the Raid. Did Steve and I see anything no, else in common? It. No. What else did you see, Steve? I saw Almost Human. It's mm-hmm. an indie horror sci-fi flick. Uh, which oddly, well, not oddly how many enough, things but, are called almost but, human? But it was really yeah. It was TV, yeah, if you IMDb, it's like TV so series things, and everything. Yeah. But it was really cool. I, when I when I posted um, with my buddies on Twitter, like just what we were watching last weekend, I didn't even like tag it or hashtag it or add it or anything. I just wrote almost human, and the director like retweeted it. Really? And like favorite, I don't yeah, some you know independent filmmaker. I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. But maybe, um, maybe you can get him on the show. I, you know, honestly, John, um, when I left my house this evening, I was going to mention to you that I might pursue that. We should. I mean, if somebody recognizes somebody on Twitter, like there's a history there. Obviously, yeah. we're pretty right. much friends now, yeah. and uh, so maybe I should pursue. He could be one of our first like legitimate guests. We We've already got up. Keith David's publicist on the horn. <laughs> we just need to set up some of these interviews, man. Yeah. That would be like I'll, I'll the, pursue that guy. Those would be the two best random interviews to start with: <laughs> yeah. Keith David and the director of a recent. Although film. Th- I mean, this film almost human has a very thing like quality to it, so there might be some, maybe we we'll get them on together. Because wasn't he wasn't he in? Which movie is this? Almost Human is the indie. It's uh the friend goes basically fire in the sky meets the thing. Okay. Yes. Um, I saw a trailer. Guy goes this. missing, comes back four years later, and he's not that guy. Mm-hmm. There's a thing. Sort of going on. Oh, with there. this crazy There's some cover. thing There's some going thing. on. So I mean, they could we could have them together. Yeah, they could obviously relate to one another. I mean, there's I this mean, this this poster is incredible. I showed it to you a while ago. Yes, I was like, this I is like a badass it. poster. I remember seeing it. It's before. like a throwback. Definitely like has an '80s vibe to it. But yeah, honestly, that's the only other film I've seen. 
I've been crazy, crazy. Well, I was on vacation. That's yeah, the reason yeah. that we took How an extra that? week. How was vacation? Oh, it was great. Never been to Where'd Charleston. Shout out to Charleston, the city, yeah. the people. Amazing town. I would love to go back and maybe move there one day. Is that South Carolina or North yeah, Carolina? Yeah, South Carolina. Okay, yeah. Gorgeous. I like that place, man. It's so nice. I have family there. Well, then we should go stay with them. <laughs> <laughs> would you do that? I would do that. Oh, uh, would I do that? You should do that. I should do that. My, I will. Uh, my aunt would definitely let you stay. She's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I mean, anything like you, Ronald, I'm down. Thanks. I actually went to her house like five o'clock in the morning one time on the way to Baltimore because I was really tired. She On the I way to Baltimore? What, from Florida? Way, yeah, from Florida. Oh, yeah, when you went down She's there. like, hey, come over right now. I'm going to <laughs> church, but you can come over. It's like, all right, cool. Uh, but sorry. yeah, Charleston was gorgeous. Yeah. My, um, unfortunately, that's the only other movie I saw. Speaking of uh, almost, uh, I was going to say almost famous. But <laughs> <laughs> I saw it coming. There should be a, mo- a movie called Famous Human. Yeah. Let's get, just write that down. That's Combined a good title. That. I got it. Uh, but no, but um, Almost Human, uh, you said it was kind of a thing-like movie. Have you seen this a trailer for Blood Glacier? No. That sounds crazy. Have you seen that trailer? No. It it, it looks, it. it's definitely got, um, since we're already talking about Kappa Mare, Win Soul, we're talking about sort of like, you know, say, abbreviating things. Abbreviate Let's just say that Blood Glacier looks kind of low budge. You know what okay. I mean? But uh, it it looks like it's got very. I mean, it looks like it is somebody making their love letter to the thing. I mean, it looks oh, really? like a tribute film to the thing. But it, the the trailer makes it look like it could go either way. Like one of those movies where maybe the cheapness would 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 affect its watchability. But uh, <laughs> it it looks like it kind of goes for it with like the practical effects and the crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, looks like it had a lot of people like screaming and running <laughs> at each other with the axes and things like that. And you know. <clears throat> No. How do you think they pronounced it on this movie? Oh, blood glacier. Blood glacier. Blood glacier. Blood glacier. This looks interesting. But I don't know anything else before we get to get the preview so that people decide whether they want to keep listening or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost human. Grand Budapest raid. Too, yeah, we just laid it all out on the yeah, table. I mean, that's any, yeah, so if you don't have any interest in those films, then you can just fu- you can just fuck off. Ship up, ship the fuck. Listen out. to another podcast. Yeah. We don't need your shit. ass around here. Piece of shit. I'm kind of <laughs> feeling like, you know, I just watched Bad Words today, so I'm kind of feeling like really yeah. letting people have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you haven't seen it, Steve, but I don't think it's spoiling much. I just want to r- rattle off some of my favorite lines, just a couple <laughs> of my favorite lines. Your potholder vest is about to take heavy fire. Ready for that? Okay. That one got me. I like that. I liked, um, why don't you get your shit together, you dumb dick? <laughs> I also liked, uh... Let's break out the rubber pillows tonight. The little pricks are going to be counting tears, not sheep. <laughs> but anyway, that's the kind of movie it is. Yeah. If you, I, I really want to see that. A lot that. of people have compared it to Bad Santa. Yeah. It's very much that kind of movie. It kind of takes place in this alternate cartoon universe where it, everybody's these just kind of straw men characters that are set up for Jason Bateman to kind of take yeah. down. That may have been my biggest issue with it was that it seemed to take place. Like I, Maybe it would have been nice to root this character more in real circumstances where the consequences of being that kind of a dick would have been more played out in the film. But as far as giving Jason Bateman a chance to be funny in the way that he can be funny, I was really impressed with how far they took the unpleasantness of the character. I know you really liked it. Um, I loved it. Um, Why don't we start here? So go ahead. I think we have officially started. Bad words is is what's up right now. Um, so I think you stepped in and made that what could have been an organic I didn't want segue. Th- I, I didn't want there to be any un- <laughs> uncertainty. Like, wait, did we start? Is right. this still a preview? What happened? Just for like, uh, basically for Jason. Yeah, right. Yeah, I Steve, Steve, we started the timer. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we did. <laughs> when that happens, get your shit together, you dumb dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't think that Jason. I didn't think that Jason Bateman could really carry a whole movie until I saw this. Well, thus far, um, I don't know that he's really done it. Like, I think he's been okay in some movies. He's been good in a couple of really small parts, but I don't know that any of his his starring roles have really have really floated my boat. Yeah, and and this one was an exception for some reason. There's something about the the tone of the movie that that resonated with me, just because like he was a dick and he seemed to be isolated because of that. He didn't seem like he had a lot of people around and. Um, it, the premise is so ridiculous that (laughs) it's so, he just goes from spelling bee to spelling bee, destroying people because of a, a a, a hole in the, the rule book that basically says that there's no age limitation in the spelling bee contestants. And how did you think of the way they played that as a mystery throughout the movie? Like what his real motivation for doing this Yeah, was? oh man. The, did you enjoy that aspect? I did. I did cuz you couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. Like it I like that they didn't really he didn't really say like I want to pay you back, you bastard. You know, like it wasn't really obvious. Right. And then when it when it got closer to the end, it was a cool it was a cool motive. Um and then the payoff once it happens, it's it's a it's a lot cooler than I expected it to be, but um I I don't know just seeing him kind of rip through the situation and even cut corners even though he was still a mate he's a genius when it comes to words he still cut corners he still was a dick he still cheated a bit it, it, and it's amazing to see him do it. I love that when he does spell there's one particular word that's so long it takes up the whole like crawl at the yes, bottom of the screen yes. i love when he spells that word right like his he's such a smug asshole yeah but like every time he does it he he's he's like got this kind of booyah attitude about like yeah. spelling these words it's like there's something kind of absurd about it <laughs> and i think that is something that helped the movie along in those stretches where i thought it was maybe a little too broad and that some of the kind of villains of the piece were almost a little too shallow like if i maybe i wanted other characters to have the sort of depth that he did yeah but, i got you but when it you know, it does go. It does almost go to some dark places, and it doesn't really shy away from it. Yeah. I mean, it's like on the face of it, you would almost want to lump this movie in with movies like Little Miss Sunshine and that kind of like quirky indie movie. But it's got so much; it embraces its its dark side so much yeah. that it's almost like it tries to have it both ways with the kind of nice, nice, warm and fuzzy feeling towards certain characters and not others. But um, there's no question that it's funny, and there's no question that every time I started to maybe drift away from it a little bit, I I found myself. Like there was a line that would make me laugh, or there was a, a turn of events that would make me laugh, or they would just go there in a in a way that I didn't expect them to at the, all. You the know, kid in it, man. Oh, he's great. They, they What's were, his name? I uh, his his name was Chidana, a Chetyana, but his real name is Rohan. But uh, watching the movie, seeing Jason Bateman and this character interact was it, it almost I kind of almost teared up a couple of times. It's kind of that. That relationship that you had when you were younger with an adult that felt like, I cannot believe that this person is saying this stuff to me. Mm-hmm. And like it, it's it's that thing I actually told the girl that I'm dating, the woman that I'm dating, that like when I have a kid, graduated I'm going to... to women? Nice. Yeah. I'm going to talk... <laughs> nice. I'm gonna In that t- sentence, he graduated wow, from Congrats, dating bro. a girl to dating a woman. What I really like about you as a dad is you really kind of talk to him like he's a he's a human being in the world. Yeah. Which is a nice thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like appreciating the fact that he's a kid, but also being like, hey, 
you can do that if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. It's something, or not baby talking them. There's something really weird about an adult that baby talks a kid. Like, at a point where a kid's like. Well, someone gave me that advice early on. Just, like, talk to them like they're a person. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you don't kind of make little googie sounds out of yeah, them when absolutely. they're little. But it's like, I mean, I say silly words to be funny as a grown-up. There's nothing so wrong like, with that. You know what I mean? But I do that with other yeah, grown-ups. Yeah, even though, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just add schmuh to the beginning of anything, and we just we giggle for hours. Um, but, no, yeah, it, it is all about, and I think that there is there are moments in the movie of real warmth that don't feel fake and, don't, and feel like it earns yeah. them because you see that this guy is such an asshole that he really doesn't want to be nice to this kid. And then... When he just starts to when he starts to warm up to him, you you kind of believe it. Maybe because Jason Bateman does have some goodwill, yeah. you know, and we've seen him play that sort of sort of warm side before. But it, yeah, no, there's something there's something really uh, believable about that relationship oh, yeah. because he relates to him as a as a person. It was really really fun. Like he's watch. just juvenile and immature enough that he's actually going to relate to. It's like okay, you want to talk to me, kid? Then I'll <laughs> I'll deal. You know, but that you're going to get the real me. But I mean, this doesn't give anything away. But when he. Went to a hooker yeah. so that this kid could see boobs. Yeah. Well, that's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. that that scene was so funny, man. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I, I suggest. It's a good movie to watch with a bunch of people, too. I like I like movies I can watch with groups. Did you feel sorry for the lobster? I did. I always feel sorry for lobsters. They got such a they got such a sad <laughs> sad lot in life. But there's a scene where they go like it's actually a great scene. Again, a scene that could be so cheesy where mm. he's going to take the kid out and like, all right, I'm going to show you a good time, Junior. They're playing pranks on people and they go to the grocery store and get the um, the lobster. They, I guess they buy a lobster and they run around with it and, I, and they're just kind of screaming and running with the lobster and you can't hear them because there's this Beastie Boys song, uh, B Boys in the Cut, by the way, playing <laughs> on the soundtrack. I love that song because it's got my favorite uh, silly Beastie Boys outro. <laughs> my name is Mike D and I got a new name and that new name is Larry and then they just go through with like and my new name is Harry and then it's Gary it's it's funny it's good Beastie Boys shit but I, I like that scene and then he, they're running with the lobster and I was like that poor lobster was just sitting there they brought him on a movie set a couple of actors were running around screaming with him I'm assuming they can hear poor yeah. lobsters are just he's just like what is that noise it's not good for the lobster not good but but yeah, I, I definitely suggest. I think lobsters were harmed in the making of this film. I think so. <clears throat> At least their feelings were harmed. I did I ever tell you that I've wanted to catch a fish and bite its head off? I've always wanted to catch a fish and go. Argh! Well, you do a good Gollum impression. That seems like <laughs> something Gollum would do. I'd love to do that. For <laughs> go down and catch a fish with your hands, and then bite its <laughs> I head off. Bite its head off. It's, Hopefully, I wouldn't get fisteria. Remember that was going around. People were. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so afraid to eat. I like how you're still worried about that. Yeah, Yeah. it was like a long time ago. That's the only thing holding you back. Fisteria. It's Fisteria. I I, I definitely want to see Bad Words. I was hoping to check it out actually while we were on vacation, but didn't line up. But I've heard nothing but good things about it, honestly. I would say like, yeah, look look at it with the kind of open-mindedness of, oh, this is... This is probably gonna be pretty funny to me, you know. It's, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I think that if it would be very easy to overhype it, but I haven't really heard it get that much hype. I mean, no. like it's got like sixty four on Rotten Tomatoes. It's you know, it seems like it's a little bit of a sleeper. Um, and I know I was late in in checking it out as far as like when it became available. So, sure. So, uh, but I you know I laughed out loud several times. Same. And it it's, to me, I feel like that kind of like oh we're being naughty sort of humor sometimes it strikes me as sort of too easy like just to be like bad santa i have mixed feelings about that movie in particular i think it's funny but i also think sometimes it's a little easy if what you're going for is like the gross out joke yeah every time i felt like that, that but way i about... i think that movie and this movie both have more to them than that and so yeah. it's like i think it uses that kind of nastiness as almost like a way of 
there's like a train wreck aspect to it that you just have to watch. Yeah. What was that Cameron Diaz movie with uh, Justin Timberlake? Was it called Bad Teacher? Bad Teacher. I felt that way about that too. Like it was just something about. I guess being you just gr- stick bad. Is, well, being, we should just check to see all the movies that start with the word bad. Being gross on purpose. <laughs> and just, just see if they all follow this theme of they're all like on the nose, like we're you know, bad news bears. That that one doesn't fit the model. Yeah. Although the kid, those kids did cuss, didn't they? They did. Yeah, in the remake, Billy Bob Thornton was in as well, and he was kind of more of a you know, even more of a dick as, than Walter Matthau was. And that takes some doing. Yeah, that's yeah. some stepping up there. One other thing I want to mention about Bad Words before we before we move on to the next film is that it's one it's one of those times where you can tell because Jason Bateman directed it, it's just stocked with character actors that you'll recognize. Like even oh, the yeah. littlest roles will have somebody you recognize, and not from big parts. But I think that a lot of times you can see when an actor has built up a lot of goodwill in the industry. I bet a lot of people were willing to come down and spend a few days on the set because there's a lot of small parts in this that have recognizable faces in it, and they all do a pretty good job. Although Philip Baker Hall, he was kind of stiff at first when he was like just being the judge of the spelling bee. Did you notice that? But then once his plot kicks in, he really came alive. He was super stiff. At first it seemed like, oh, he was kind enough not to die in order to appear in this film. (laughs) He was so so low energy. And then he gets a little bit more to do, and I thought he really, you know, he turned in another of his like, Sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. What, what, what would you call gets, him? Kind of like a fallen father figure type yeah. character. He barely gets words out of his mouth, and that's right. What, he's got those jowls. That's very weird. So yeah, check it out. Bad, yeah. bad, bad Santa, bad words. Bad, te- bad teacher, <laughs> bad, bad teacher, Santa, bad, bad words. <laughs> I like that the poster is just a close up of his lips, like saying. Fuck, like yeah, the beginning of fuck. Yeah. You notice that? It's yeah, like, I love that poster. Yeah. yeah, fuck. It's a fucking good movie. And that kid is charming as fuck. Oh, man, that kid is... That little dumb dick. He's charming he, as fuck. He called his mouth a curry hole, which I thought was super <laughs> crazy. I was like, whoa, wow. I didn't think- yeah, some of that stuff fell flat for me, like some of the kind of homophobic, racist stuff. <laughs> but I recognize that it's all in the effort of making... Jason, it's not all supposed to be funny. You're supposed yeah. to be thinking what what kind of a, a, a dick he is. So, yeah. It's like if you give somebody a chance, they'll mm-hmm. they'll let you know what type of person they are. Yeah. Just, just give them five, ten minutes. They'll say something crazy. Just give me three minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you'll Check know. it out. Bad Santa. Bad Parents. Bad, wasn't there one called Bad Parents? No, but there should be. Put it on the list. Put it on the list next to Famous Human. <laughs> what was the other one we saw? Uh, well, this is the one that uh, we we ended up seeing it together this Sunday, and mm-hmm. we cruelly excluded poor Steve, who was sitting in his house staring at the wall, wondering, okay, wondering what was going on, wondering yeah. what his friends might be doing. Like Life goes on. But this is The Raid 2, which was one of our most anticipated movies oh, of yeah. the spring. And what did, what did you think of Raid 2, Ronald? I think I know, but... I loved it. Yeah. So I think what I was what I was fearing was uh, a mirror <laughs> image of the last one. I didn't want it to be exactly the same, and they they did they did some different stuff. You mean like where they were gonna maybe take a set or a scene and and kind of explore every angle of it, like they did the the high rise in the last one? Because when I found out this one, Barrendal, the name, uh, although is it just being released in the states as the Raid Two? Yeah, I've been seeing both. I've seen it as the Raid Barrendal, the Raid Two Barrendal, and just the Raid Two. But Barandal, from the title, refers to this prison that Mm. the lead character Rama is sent to uh, for various, well, for a plot-oriented reason in this movie. I was afraid the whole movie was going to take place in the prison, and I was very relieved when when that actually is a very small part of it, just Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to spend all that time, you know, with that really like in that 
enclosed space. Yeah. But they made good use of the the prison scenes. They they did. It, it so I have a lot of fears about prison. Mm-hmm. I never want to go. I'm sure that most of us never want to go. I think all men have a particular fear of prison. Yeah, yes, yes. But this, the, like the, all the things that make you outside prison, you all that you you want to be so attractive and clean and mm, sweet smelling. Yeah, you won't have. You that. don't want any of that in prison. Right, right. Uh, the scene, there's a scene that is done so well where Rama's kind of sitting down and looking at a door rattle because there are people trying to get in and, and try to kill him. And that what is, was he in? Some kind of stall or some kind like of solitary a, confinement like, room? He was in or a toilet. Oh, he was in the toilet. He was okay. in the toilet because that's what, when they asked him about the gang, he's like, I don't want to be in toilets. Uh, uh, yeah, so he was waiting in a, he was in a toilet stall hiding from uh, 20 or so prisoners that wanted to kill him. And there was a fight scene that basically involved a stall and all these prisoners. So he beat somebody up, closed the door, beat somebody up. And they were coming from all angles, climbing on things. It was an intense scene. But it makes it makes good use of space. It makes good use of sound. And it, it's, it, it films violence in a way that's so beautiful that I, it makes me feel weird to kind of glorify this stuff when it's, it's so <clears throat> violent, it's so... Yeah, it's just horrible things happening to the human body from beginning to end. And the other thing that was funny was, I think our circumstances of seeing it were actually kind of amusing because it was showing in two rooms. Yeah. And we didn't know, Steve, and we went into one room. We knew we were a few minutes late. Yeah. And A, okay, so the the showrooms were dark. So dark. They didn't have any of that. Like It's like an older theater, so they don't have any of the little track lighting. And so you walk in, and your eyes really have to adjust. And you're doing that thing where you're walking, and you're kind of, if if someone's, you're checking to see if someone's sitting there. Yeah. But you'd be like putting your hand in their crotch. If, as a way of finding out. Yeah. And I like to say, I like to call that a, a, a hasty hello, is what I like to call that. Um, but when we first went in, it looked, we couldn't tell. We were like, this looks like we're farther into the movie yeah. than five minutes. And it, we sat down and we watched a few minutes of it. And then I, I was like, Ronald, is it playing in another room? How could this be? The, this movie I knew was supposed to be insane, but it just seemed like we were way too far into the narrative. Yeah. And then we got up and it was playing in another room. And so we, we ran in there and we looked at our, at our phones to see what time it was. And it was five minutes past the time the movie was supposed to start. That movie was already so far into the plot, too. <laughs> yeah. The actual movie, just five minutes in, like the whole world has changed. Wow. Like I had to yeah. kind of piece together based on a plot synopsis I found online what, what happened. Basically, what happens in the first five minutes, Steve, is everybody who survived the first movie gets killed. Wow. And, and We missed all of that. In yeah. five minutes, yeah. no previews, no nothing. We just walked in as soon as we could. What was It was just funny coming in from the other room and then going into this one. It was like, wait a minute, is it playing in three rooms? How yeah. could it? <laughs> but it was also so dark that um, if you turned away from the, the screen, you couldn't see your hand. Mm-hmm. That's how dark it was wow. in there. I, I tried to look at my phone. <clears throat> And I couldn't see my phone because I, I didn't know I didn't know if it was upside down or not. And then once I felt it, I was like, okay, now I can see light. But it was dark, man. Wow. Well, well, Steve sat next to me even under better circumstances, and he's seen me search for the cup holder on my chair, yeah. <laughs> like not you know not looking and just kind of moving it around. And but so in this theater, I was just clacking that cup around, very, very yeah. nervously, like John, yeah. find that hole, yeah. find that hole, John. It was so dark in there, but. Anyway, back to the film itself. I would say that people who saw the first one know they want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And if I would imagine that if you saw the first one and loved it, you will love this movie. It is a little different. It takes on like a little bit more of like an epic crime saga kind of oh, feel. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think it's quite in the neighborhood with like Goodfellas and Godfather and that type of crime drama just because it's doing something different because it is so much about the the 
just again what can happen to the human body what the human body can do <laughs> and there's one shot in the movie that we talked about and I think we can talk about it without giving away too mm. much but there's a, sh- a, a scene where a character has shot another character mm. and we're seeing a reverse shot of three characters where the shooter and then two other characters and they're all having different reactions to what has just happened and it's this great moment of character building and it made me think about what it is these movies do so great is that when, when a bunch of thugs come into a room you get one shot of them they all have different attitudes they all yeah. like a couple of them are kind of leaning against the wall a couple of them they, they all seem to have different personality and there's so much time spent giving these these people who are in one fight scene all this personality because it plays into when you're seeing that fight like uh, there's a chicken this with hammers yeah. that, like when you see a, ch- a character take out hammers in a movie like this you're like oh some nasty yeah, shit's yeah, gonna yeah, happen yeah. with these hammers but that gives so much character to that to that basically she's a thug she's just a henchman yeah. she's just gonna get taken out by the hero in a later scene but it's interesting to see that they give so much time and development that, and then a shot like that where you're getting three characters reacting to something one character's kind of smiling and revealing something about his character one guy can't look the guy who shot can't look at what he just did and then another guy who's like the, the mad dog of this film is just kind of staring stone cold. And it's like, there's so much visual storytelling yeah, yeah. in these movies. And it, I mean, that's what struck me about the first one. I don't typically watch martial art movies, but it's just so beautiful. And it's, it's so well made and so well considered. I don't know that they're, I mean, I still don't know that these movies belong to a genre so much as they just are off in their own little category of movies yeah. that, because I, I mean, I, I don't question that the fighting, that these guys are, that are, you know, experts in their field. Like it really looks yeah. like, I don't know how much wire work and how much clever use of effects they're using, but it looks like these people are actually, you know, doing that stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's made It's made by a person that loves martial arts and loves good action films and approaches action in a way that I just haven't seen in a lot of movies. Do I, are there more like these, Ronald? Do I need to see some more? There, are- there are, but I can't, I can honestly say that I can, the, the last one that I saw with that level of detail was the grand master, which mm-hmm. is the, the movie about Ip Man, the guy that trained Bruce Lee. Yeah. Um, Ip Man, the, the first two, yeah, you should watch Ip Man and Grandmaster. Ip Man one and two are incredible. Those are really good. And then the Grandmaster, which is, a separate movie about this man's life, which isn't done by the same director, but yeah, there are movies that exist that are beautiful and violent and, and well of, acted, like well, these are. Yeah, well acted, especially Grandmaster, um, and It Man One, so good. Uh, yeah, it's 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 possible, but it's rare. It makes me realize that in action films in general, it just isn't as much heart as there is in a lot a lot of these films that I'm seeing from him. A lot of craft. Yeah. He loves movies. He loves colors. Colors, especially. Like the prison scene where they're in the mud. Like, the colors are so faint Mm -hmm. in that in comparison to everything else. Everything, like, the the blood's drained out of it all. But it looks, it's a beautiful movie. So, I'd suggest see it if you like action films. Or you, you like, want to get into it. it. It's kind of a... I like that it's harder to find, mm-hmm. and it's st- it's gonna feel like a gem when you see it. Well, I think it hits. I think it goes wider the day that this yeah. podcast comes out. Yeah. So I mean, you Is see that the correct, first. Steve? Yeah, yeah. When this comes out, Is so. the raid the first one on Netflix? Oh, I don't know. Sure. I don't think it is. These are the kind of things that, you know, it we seems sh- like third chair should be taking care of those, right? <laughs> I'm basically supposed to be intern on this show. Aren't I? <laughs> we need an intern. No, it's uh, definitely a great movie. Yeah. <clears throat> And it's like it lived up to my expectations, and it yeah. actually kind of exceeded them. It it was long, but 
I don't remember ever feeling like, oh, this is where it's getting to be too long. It just tells a story that takes some time to develop, and they, oh, yeah. there's there's a lot of back and forth in it. But, but his I, wife feels pretty insignificant in both movies. I I feel like the, there's there's bound to be another one, right? I mean, I think they're already <laughs> yeah. planning on doing another one. This movie ends with the air that there could easily be another one. Um, I would imagine that they're saving some of the it comes home for Rama for that because. Yeah. But I just love that Rama is becoming this uh, character now. Like after seeing, I, I remember saying this uh, when after I saw the second uh, Hunger Games film, mm. that just Katniss Everdeen had become this character that I now want to see what she'll do. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like Rama is is that guy for me. You know, yeah. with these movies, like I want to see I want to see Rama in another movie kicking ass. I yeah. trust. The, I, I I love that. Oh, I'm so glad I remembered this. I love the the fighting technique of. Okay, you're in a room, and about five guys come in after you. Yeah. And so first you have to ca- grab a few things that are around you and just wing them at a few people, just to yeah. catch a few people off guard. <laughs> so two or three guys are like going, oh, something hit him in the face, like a water bottle. Like he's, you know. And and then whoever he has time to fight with, you don't want to be that henchman, Ronald. No. Like if there's four, and Steve, you want to think about this. If you're ever part of a group of henchmen that are coming to fight a character... It, you know, the first guy gets like knocked away, quick, bang, yeah. get him. Second guy, bang. Third guy, bang. Those guys are all like hurting and like they're trying to get up now. Yeah. The guy he's got time. That's the guy who gets his head like pressed down into a grill or both his arms broken behind his back or something like yeah. that because the hero's got time to like totally to really you know, put it on him. What, yeah. what I want to be is like the second guy, so I just get like a quick chop to the throat, <laughs> yeah. and then I lay there, and then I can just play dead for the rest of Great. the fight. You and know? I, you know, it's funny. I always think about that kind of stuff yeah. when you watch those big scenes, like where they take down yeah. an entire group of people. Yeah, like 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 even in Captain America, which we'll talk about in a moment, like that elevator scene. Mm-hmm. Like the first guy that goes down, the second guy, you like he just kind of got punched. Yeah, like I'll just stay down. I yeah. can take that. Yeah, I'm not gonna go with like the bending my hands back and breaking yeah. my mm-hmm. hands and but not that's being funny smashed that you say that. by a shield like i would yeah. think like, you <laughs> your <laughs> face smashed by a shield. there's a lot of face smashing with a shield in there yeah. Yeah. i will say that like in both cases though i've thought about that how it's like it's like the, the pain that's being inflicted on these guys at least at least there's a consideration given in both cases that they get over that whole cliche that used to exist of being attacked one by one, you know, where the, the henchmen would all surround the good guy yeah. and then they'd attack him one by one. It, I like the idea that both these movies address the fact that when four guys are attacking you, you kind of have to fight four people at once. Yeah. And there's a scene midway into the film where the same actor who plays Mad Dog in the first movie pops up as a character, another character, and, and <laughs> he takes on like 15 people. Mm-hmm. And that guy's like, it's the same thing, but, you know, times times three where it's like you're fighting three or four people at once and you're basically just trying to get everybody going ow and backing up for a yeah. second so that you can hit someone else and i think that fight choreography um there were times in this movie where the camera was wiggling around so much that i did feel like it was a little bit of that shaky cam disease that yeah. can affect these types of things but most of the time the fight choreography it was so clear it was so possible to tell what was going on i actually wonder if our viewing experience was slightly impaired by how dark the screen was so. at that movie I there were a lot of like nighttime scenes where it was really hard to tell what was going on. Yeah, but I'm gonna definitely see it again. I have to see it again. Yeah, yeah, just to see that first five minutes because something happened. See all those people die. Yeah. <laughs> I feel uh, like we we had already wrapped it up, and then I got I got all excited about the fight. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Last, sorry so about that. About it. Sorry about that. The last thing I want to say is when they yell at each other with that accent. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's very guttural. Guttural. Yeah, yeah, it's like guttural. Explain that guttural, like it's like they're, it's they're like, pushing it out I, with their diaphragm. Diaphragm, yeah. Okay. There's scenes where like somebody will ask where the person went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like all of them, it. all of them it. are very like super emotional. Yeah, it's yeah. really crazy. It it gets it gets really crazy in in scenes where like a lot of people are yelling at each other. It's hilarious, man. Now, Ronald, can you can you give us a golem? <laughs> Speaking that, can way? you mash that up? <laughs> give me a guttural. Give me a guttural golem. <laughs> I love how it turns into like Elmo every time. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it starts out very golem like, and then you get into like this head voice that it just switches over to like a it Sesame Street like, character. <laughs> get into that. So, yeah, see that movie, please. I will. Very yeah, entertaining. So, since <clears throat> we were segueing into uh, old Cap, Cap a Mare, Win Soul. Cap. Captain Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Winslow. Yeah, I mean, a uh, lot of great buzz for the film. It, it opened overseas before it opened here in the States uh, last week. And uh, a lot of, like, high reviews. We've become the uh, the secondary market for a lot, for of, these, a lot of these big these Disney big ten movies, yeah. yeah, a lot of the, Well, not just Disney, but, I mean, Disney always does it. You know, these, uh, <clears throat> the big, well, it's not yet summer officially yet. In terms of the releases, but it's kind of pushed up into April now. These films that come out, like, like Fast and Furious did like a couple years ago, um, and was such a, a big hit. But yeah, I mean, Captain America. Uh, the well, this feels Soldier. like a really confident move by Marvel now. Oh, totally. Because this movie is is really good. You know, I mean, period. Yeah, and people are recognizing getting it. getting to that point. I mean, just the very strong word of mouth uh, coming out of the overseas opening, great box office, incredible critical reviews. Um, all going into a weekend that was the biggest <clears throat> April opening ever, mm-hmm. um, almost getting to a hundred million, you know, but which is which is incredible. Um, first Sorry. off, I just like the state, and I think you and I were discussing. I like, bless you, Ronald. I don't know if Thank I don't you. know if Thor: Dark World like set my expectation lower. Oh, that movie for the post sucked. for the Phase Two, where you know the, the post Avengers, because you know everybody loved the Avengers so much, as did I. Um, and not that I hated Thor, but it definitely did not. It definitely was something that wowed me, like Captain America: Winter Soldier did. Um, but going into this film, I was much more like, just let it be good. I'd be happy with it being good, you know, because I would say that Thor was just barely good, you know, if if at all. Um, but man, I love this film. I was to- <clears throat> totally into it. Saw so my girlfriend, who's not—I mean, she goes to all the movies with me, but not a comic book, not a—I mean, she likes the superhero film. She's always down for it. She likes the spectacle, and she loved it also. And I mean, and I think what really kind of sets it up is where Thor went so like out there, you know, with the cosmic piece. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so. I mean, this is much more. I mean, in every. I mean, in a Captain America movie should be, is like rooted. Well, I have in a theory this, about in reality. that. I, I mean, a... um, in, in, or in the in the world that we live in now, you know, yeah. not not a galaxy far away, or not, um, you know, yesteryear like the first Captain America. It's 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 now, you know, and it's it's relevant, and it feels like something to me that would happen post Avengers, and it feels like it's kind of more of a continuation of that, and I I really, well, that's uh, what I was gonna say is I think it has less to do with the lack of cosmic elements because I think that the problem with the cosmic elements in Thor: The Dark World, we kind of talked about how they just felt a little underdeveloped. 
Right, like I watched right, that right. movie a second time with with Henry, and you know, because he wanted to see it, and it was fun. I mean, it's like it's it's. I know you say it fucking sucked, but you like to have hard opinions about these mediocre films. It's a mediocre yeah. film. It's, it's like it's, it kind of sucks for being mediocre in a way because it should be better. But I think that it's that Steve. What that it's not the storyline. I think that the cosmic elements, if they had felt like they were branching off of those cosmic elements that were part of the Avengers, right. they felt like they had affected this world and that we'd seen some development on. I think that. Thor the Dark World would have felt more connected to that story. Yeah. And I think Iron Man, it, it, it had a lot of currency with me because it was the first movie that fell after the events of the Avengers. So I was, you know, Iron Man, I spent a lot of that time admiring the character arc of Tony Stark, like what they did with him. The plot was nothing great uh, and was kind of, kind of went all over the place, but I liked what they did with Tony, but it still didn't feel like they were really picking up the baton yes, from the Avengers. Exactly. But Captain America, like right out of the gate, feels like it's connected to the storyline that you were following from that other movie. Mm. And also it's a turning point for that underlying, like the universe that they've set up up to this point with all the Iron Man movies and the Thor films and the Avengers and everything with S.H.I.E.L.D. being the entity that brings all of these characters together. And as a comic book fan, you might have thought, oh, I see what they've done. They've turned S.H.I.E.L.D. into the way that you get superheroes together. It's a way, it's a good shorthand for modern audiences to say, okay, you, you know, you're not a comic book fan, but... Uh, you're, we're gonna, we're gonna. Ha There's a big government organization that brings these people together. I think right. the average moviegoer can buy into that concept. What they do with Captain America is they just take that storyline and just twist it, and change your opinion of what's happened in the past, yep. and change your opinion of of what's to come. And and it's a great thing to do when they're trying to set up this continuing storyline in this universe. And it really does feel like okay, this is the next part of the storyline, yep. not just another exploration of a character. And I find myself now thinking I want to see Captain America 3 just as badly as I want to see uh, the Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. You know, which is not the way I felt at the end. I didn't want to see an Iron Man 4 at the end of Iron Man 3. I wasn't chomping at the bit to see the next Thor movie at the end of Thor The Dark World. But at the end of this film, I felt like they've taken Captain America and they've somehow successfully done, you know, what they haven't even been able to do with Superman in recent years, yeah. which is like take this virtuous sort of square heroic guy who's really going to do the right thing at all costs and put him against the best backdrop for that type of character which is in this case a, a backdrop of corruption and secrets and lies and everything else so and and it, and it, and by taking that next step it just opens so much up yeah where this movie goes in the third act is i mean i'm just to echo i mean i'm not going to well, repeat no, this, it it's just, yeah. it it absolutely just opens up like not just like the superhero piece of like what you expect from the next avengers film and like the villains, all that sexy stuff. It like it also brings in it like kind of makes that world feel a little smaller by what happens mm -hmm. in the Winter Soldier, you know, with Shield, you know, specifically. And it kind of changes some, you know, a lot of I mean, it changes perception on a lot of things. Maybe for a political thriller, it's a little pulpy and comic booky and simplified. Mm. But superhero movies haven't been known for having their their plots be their strong suit. And in this case, I really do think that the plot is is one of the strongest things about it. I've uh. heard some people say that for a movie called The Winter Soldier, it doesn't seem to focus on The Winter Soldier as much as you might like it to. His his arc is interesting. I, w I might have liked to see more weight given to the mystery surrounding The Winter Soldier and how that connects to Captain America than, than given to the underpinnings with S.H.I.E.L.D. and what's happening with S.H.I.E.L.D. But I think that's the story that this movie was really telling, was the turning point of what happens to S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield, yep. The Winter Soldier is just kind of this... This almost like a boogeyman that haunts the edges of this movie. He's like the he's like the bad guy's secret weapon that they bring in, and he just I mean he he's a very effective villain. I can see the criticism, but I kind of feel like 
I kind of feel I don't know. I don't I don't agree with it. I mean, I, I feel that you I know, was just throwing it out there. I no, don't no, no, actually no, no. agree I, with it I, either. I've read some of that as well. I I just think that you know, using that character as as you know, it, well, including it in the sequel's name, whatever you want to say. I think it's because like that character kind of marked the turning point of where Shield went. You know, like in in the scope of this film. You know what I mean? Like after Cap- Captain America: The First Avenger. You know where where Hydra was, you know, and and where this character plays into that point in history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say certain things if well, it I, spoils I, anything for anybody. How, how's Falcon in it? I really liked Anthony Mackie a lot. I thought maybe some of the stuff with with Falcon is is a little rushed in terms of his character doing what he does later in the movie. But it it was so fun, and it was just so fun to see like heroes get together and they trust each other, mm. and they kind of feel like you're the only person I can trust because because there's a point early in this movie where Nick Fury tells uh, Captain America, "Don't you know trust no one?" Right. Which to me answers the question you always have in these movies of why doesn't he call Tony Stark? Why doesn't he call Bruce Banner? At this point, Captain America doesn't know they're not part of the corruption, you know. Yeah. He's and he doesn't have a great relationship with Tony Stark in the movies anyway. Iron so, Man like the way that Anthony Mackie's character plays into it, the way that uh, the Falcon plays into it, though, is he's like a new friend who's not connected to all this other shit uh, that Steve can trust. So it's just it, he's brought in in a very likable way. He just seems like he's a good. It's like oh, a friend in need is a friend indeed, and he helps out. Hmm. And then he also gets to put on big metal wings and fly around, which is awesome. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I so think I think among the I think you and I were I was asking you because you saw it before me, mm-hmm. um, like kind of where it ranks in the Marvel at least these new you know the, these newer Marvel films like the Avengers Phase One Phase Two stuff. I mean, it's up there for me. I mean, it's it's right there. Yeah. Get, agreed, right alongside Avengers. I mean, I, I think I enjoyed it more than the Iron Man films. I mean, even though I really liked Iron Man the first one, um, but yeah, I just feel like something just changed like with this movie. Like I feel Captain America in term in the in the in this Marvel universe, like as a as a well as a character, but also just as like a property, like a movie property right now, I feel like Captain America, like something switched on with this movie. Yeah. Mm. In terms of people talking about that character, you know, because everyone loved the movie that I've I, even non comic people like love the movie. You know, I feel like you know it's always Iron Man and like that's the rock star of the group. But I never thought about the fact that Iron Man is a more ironic superhero. <laughs> and, and Captain America is not. I mean, I yeah. really was not. I mean, yeah. I didn't even mean that to be a silly play on yeah. words, but like the you know, irony, man. And then you have Mister Sincere over yeah. here, and yeah. I really do think that maybe people like the idea of a fucking good guy. Yeah. I read where the writers said that they, when they were approaching this movie, they 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 had as one of their kind of mottos that uh, Captain America isn't changed by the world; he changes the world. Sure. Uh, and it's, that's amazing. Corny as that is, that's, that's it really awesome. works, and the movie really embodies that idea. Absolutely. Like I can't. Like again, if I'm if I'm imagining myself in the fictional world of this film, I would there's no one better than than Steve Rogers to to meet this challenge because he's Absolutely. actually that good. Absolutely. You know? mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Loved it. Yeah. Well uh, so what was the other one? The last one we were gonna mention, which I guess we'll just spend a few minutes on, because I don't think Steve wants to hear us talk about yeah. how much we were delighted and just giggled in our little panties about the new Wes Anderson film. <laughs> which which was oh so precious. Where's the bathroom? But uh <laughs> We, we provided a barf bucket for you. A lot of um, hot pinks. No, I mean, it was the most Wes Anderson-y film that he's ever made, but oh, it God. was so But it was so stuffed with... I mean, it, it really was... I do was. like Wes Anderson films. I think, I I think you would yeah. like this movie, Steve, okay. because it goes to different places. It kind of sums up... It does certain things that are like a summary of everything he's done. There's a little bit of stop-motion animation even in it. But it's like... It's, it's coarser. It's uglier. Mm-hmm. It's more violent. There's more sex... 
definitely there's, an R-rated movie. There's more. There's more. There's more f bombs in yeah. general. I feel like he's saying in this movie, and I honestly think this. I mean, we haven't talked about it, Ronald, but I think that this is Wes Anderson sort of throwing down the gauntlet, saying, "Yes, I'm. I'm Wes Anderson. I make these Wes Anderson movies. They're these twee." Little movies. I like to make them this way, but this movie sh- sort of suggests to you. Short of suggestion. Short of suggestion. <laughs> short of suggestion. Yeah, well, you're safe, fellas. Uh, this movie sort of suggests to you. That is a that is a say that shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Sort of calls to mind the idea <laughs> that um, that maybe he's saying there's a reason why you want to make. You want to create these little worlds because mm-hmm. the world is an ugly place and oh, bad yeah. things happen to good people and you don't have control, but you create this little microcosm that you can control. And it's almost like he's, he's by, by, you know, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel is like a, a metaphor <clears throat> for Wes Anderson's movies. And he's got the military coming in. He's got all these, you know, the depredations of time and, and all this stuff happening to it. And, and he's kind of saying, but isn't it nice to create this little enclave? And I really do think you'll either be compelled to agree with that suggestion and say, mm. that suggestion is delightful. <laughs> or you'll say, oh, this is more of that Wes Anderson stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you won't be able to tolerate it. But it really does. Do you know what I mean? It feels like he's oh, making yeah. a statement to say, it's, sometimes it's nice to just appreciate the delicate beauty of something precious that 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 can't exist that yeah. shouldn't exist there's a lot of there's a lot of that there's a lot of like people who create their own worlds in this movie yeah like worlds within worlds worlds within worlds and that's it's it's so well acted i mean like uh Ray t- finds is a beast by the yeah. way yeah oh man just like every line reading was was just delicious he's he has such a uh mask on while he's living in this environment and seeing what his his life is like these little glimpses of how he really is i mean not that he's faking anything no it's i know just, what you're saying though it's it's like he has he has this personality that he puts on a portion that he puts on while he's working and then when he's not he has something else and it's okay to have a little bit of both Mm-hmm. But what he's the world that he's created uh, is crumbling, and it's interesting to see how a man reacts as his world is crumbling in in a Wes Anderson world that's that doesn't that isn't as light as any of the other movies that he's done. It's really not. There's some consequences. There's no light. I mean, it's like it's not as light. Like that's what I really liked about it. It was nice to see him take on more serious stuff. Consequences like people really dying, mm-hmm. and and it's it's weird. I'm like, wow, this person died. This person died. Yeah, there's wow. one. There's one sort of shocking moment. The I'll just say the fingers. Oh yeah, that moment I really was not expecting to That's see in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I I think that he I think that it was one of those things where he was like, if I'm gonna make this an R-rated movie, I'm gonna make this a really really well rough. but it just he's so controlled he doesn't wallow in that ugliness by yeah. accident, you know. Yeah. So in a sense, uh-huh. and I won't say that there weren't moments where. I, I, I thought, I don't know if this is working 100%, if this tonal shifting from this to this is working, or if all the jokes land. But in general, I was so, I was, I, as usual, I was impressed by the craft of, of everyone involved yeah. in the movie. And, and I do think there was something kind of special about it. There was something a little darker that did make me think about that, that whole idea of the, yeah, the, that these types of little beautiful worlds, they, they can't exist for long. That, yeah. yeah. You know. The world, the world at large is not is not uh, is like is not going to be kind to your little beautiful fantasy of, of how things should be. Yeah, it was done really well, so I'd suggest seeing it. 
And it's it's not a perfect movie by any means, but it tries so many different things. It does, and and I think it succeeds in a lot of them. And mm-hmm. and I think that it's it's like an album. Like I say, I, my friend shit on this idea that I said that if you like at least three good so, three songs on an album out of a possible ten or twelve, it's a decent album. And he's like, no, that doesn't mean. I would anything. add to that if you like three and you hate no more than two. Right. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can hate up to two songs on an album and still think it's all right. If you can listen to three of the songs at least once a week, Mm -hmm. that's a decent album. And I kind of feel like that about his movies. Like, I I think about one aspect of his movies at least a couple times a month. Like, it's something about his movies I think about at least. Because there's something about the craftsmanship. Even if you, like, it's almost like... What's his name? The guy everybody hates with terrible twists. If you th- if you M. think Shyamalan. yeah, like Chubby Checker, I still think about his movies. Like I, I'm 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 like oh, I didn't like that movie quite as much as I thought. But then I I find myself not hating some of his work as much as I thought I hated some of his work. And maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's if if you're thinking about it later. Well, the, I think there's a difference though between someone who, you know what I mean? Like there is I don't still, mean like absolute hate. Like right. I, I mean, there's some movies that Iron Man 3 is probably one of the worst movies I've seen in, in quite some time. See, I don't I don't agree that it's that bad of a movie, it's but I do awful, agree man. that it kind of lays there as 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 like okay, I maybe as a movie it kind of lays there, but as mm-hmm. a collection of scenes and moments and I mean there's there's a lot of elements in that movie that work really well. For me, mm. but it does not add up to a movie that I would call a good movie. Right. Speaking of bad movies, there's a little thing where we actually. This is a great segue, amazing, isn't it, John. Steve? You're we so just amazing. Have anything else to say about Grand Budapest Hotel? Nope. No, except that Steve should see it and he should stew in his little mad juices. Mm. I think you'll dig it. I know <laughs> that, horrible. I, I know that you're not. I know that you're not like uh, gunning no, for him. I, no, Do you like I, Adrian yeah. Brody's nose. I see. I see I all of his films. Yeah, I, I see all funny. of his films. I don't hate any of his mm. movies. But I mean, you know, I, I have my criticisms, but I'm, yeah. I'm definitely planning on seeing it. Right. But uh, back to bad films. Yeah, bad films, though. We want to talk about a bad film on this podcast. Is that correct? Because we never have before. We've talked about <laughs> films that we, we only saw that about to be great bad, films. but we haven't like really put one under the microscope to really just, just toured a new just to see what mm-hmm. killed a movie. No, yeah. And I was saying we should change the name of this podcast. We should just change it to. What's the matter with this movie? Question mark. And then Ronald <laughs> said, "No, John. We all listen to a podcast that already exists called How Did This Get Made?" Uh-huh. And they they are going down the list of all the great bad films of history and analyzing yeah. them week by week. We want a piece of that pie. We want just just you can once. share the pie. Yeah. yeah, they've got more than it's enough pie. pie. They, they're all out in L.A. There's plenty of pie out there. Right. Pieces of Isn't shit. Isn't it the pie capital of the country? Really? I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> Sounds. But it makes good. sense. Let's just, I, as far as I'm concerned, it is. As I can tell someone, I've heard that LA is the pie <laughs> capital of the world, mm-hmm. and I would back you up. So that makes it legit. That sounds right. Though. But we want your suggestions out there, people. What is a <clears throat> movie that not like Plan Nine from Outer Space? Yeah. Not like a movie that everyone knows is bad, but a movie that had elements working for it, or it really it could be anything. But mm-hmm. I would just say that I think we're looking for a movie that is bad in surprising ways. Yeah. Not a movie that is you can see as a stinker from a mile away. So, Steve, yeah. what's that? What's that Google Voice number? If you want to call in your your recommendations for the movie that we should pick, uh, the Google Voice line is four four three 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 zero two four six two. When you call in, it'll be a voicemail uh, directing you what to leave and what information to leave. So, just go ahead and follow those instructions, or you can email us at movieschmovie at gmail dot com because mm-hmm. we do have an electronic mail account mm. that we do check regularly at Google Mail. So. Yeah. If you want to we'll drop a line mail. there, yeah, it's great. It's like this newer email service. It's what really the? nice. 
But we may play the messages on a on a future episode. So yeah, we're gonna if you want gonna, your voice to be heard. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a couple you weeks. When, do you notice that when you were saying the number, like when you were saying the phone number, Ronald and I were nodding. Yeah, you're like, like oh, oh, that's the number. Like that's, like that's true. Truth. <laughs> Preach. Truth. But yeah, uh, so that's four four three 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 zero two four six two. That's it. Just call and just you know like mention the movie and maybe explain why you think mm-hmm. that it qualifies to be the the movie that is so not so bad it's good just a movie that would be bad in interesting ways because there's a lot of them that have already been covered a lot of obvious films out there yeah uh, I think that we we're looking for maybe even something recent that that has the potential to be like a legendarily bad film oh yeah I'm ready for fun. that we're gonna call it are we gonna call it cinematic autopsy that sounds good you like that one I, I like yeah that. I do like that we're gonna pull it out we're gonna throw it on the slab we're gonna flip it Get some tools rub it down <laughs> oh no do that. That's right. That's we're, gonna do that. about, <laughs> we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. But we're gonna do this for a couple weeks, though. So I mean, yeah. we're gonna tease. We're gonna do this episode. A few oh, we're weeks gonna draw this now. out. <laughs> yeah, we 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 need to. Yeah, we need you guys to call in and give <laughs> us some give us some options, or we're gonna just pick it ourselves. We're gonna create some of that fake suspense that Jason Conti loves so yep. much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give us a call, email us, whatever you prefer, and uh, tell us what movie you'd like us to. I mean, I think it, I think it's that the How Did This Get Made is a great podcast. Let's I just say so. that. Like we, Ron and I love that podcast. Um, I like it a lot too. And John as well. Yes. Um, but like, you know, just examples of movies that I know that are some of my favorite episodes. Like movies like Cobra. Yeah. And like, I mean, although I kind of like this movie growing up, Sleepaway Camp is one of my favorite episodes mm. of that podcast. Recently they did No Holes Barred. No Holes Barred. The, the Hulk good. Hogan film too. Uh, perfect. A great, great episode. We're, also the, when they did uh, Barry that, Levinson's film Toys, that was a pretty good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the that's the ballpark we're looking. We're, we're looking yeah. that kind of thing. Like where we're going to have fun with it. But there's, like John said, there's something that you s- somehow appreciate about it yeah. for some reason you know whether it's when you saw it how you saw it who you saw it with it almost has to be a movie that had things going for it yeah yeah like, there's yeah. got to be some redeeming piece to it yeah. otherwise it's just like those movies that you we, we really knew yeah. going in were, were just absolute crap but i'm but ready yeah, for that it's gonna be fun i'm ready to dissect the movie with you guys yeah take I'm it back like we it. did dissecting in high school yeah yeah but this is gonna be a movie has that ever been done before Anybody dissected a movie? This might be a first. It might be a first. I might look be a first. I'm, I'm Google that. We should make the slash sounds as we're doing it. Yeah. The little like like that's blood spurting sounds. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Uh-huh. Squishy sounds. Yeah. I feel like we did that a bit with the Total Recall movies. I thought that was really funny. No, that's that to this day is one of my favorite ones. I had Just, so much fun. That was a that was a that was a good giggly episode. Yeah, <laughs> we laughed so much during that podcast. God, that was funny. Maybe we should at some point catch up on all the recent films of Schwarzenegger and, and revisit oh. the yeah, subject of Arnold. Yeah, he put out quite a bit. Yeah, he's been busy, and they've all been flops. That's interesting to me. Yeah, he had that one uh, bro rape. It was like about Arnold Schwarzenegger and... What'd you just say? <laughs> bro He said bro rape, but I think he's talking about the, the, the prison film. Yeah. I don't think that was escape called bro plan? rape. I think that was called escape, escape plan. Escape plan with bro rape? <laughs> Was that the uh, was that the uh, overseas title? <laughs> that was a Russian title. Yeah. Actually, the one he just had out, had out sabotage looked pretty good. It looked pretty and didn't good. get like destroyed critically, oh. and uh, it came from the guy that did like uh, End of Watch and which he waited too long. I think I, I think he waited too long. We can discuss that later. He yeah. waited too long. It's like he he it, he waited way too long after he stopped being governor. He's like I'm I'm the make. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna make movies. I'm gonna make movies. I'm gonna make movies. 
That, that's the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, ever. No, that was Sylvester Stallone. That was Sylvester okay. saying, Arnold, you should make some movies. It's slightly better. Although, no, that wasn't. That was like, hey, boo boo. That was just yogi, yeah. Make some movies. All right, so that's going to be it for this episode before we go on and on and on. 443-330-2462 or movieshmovie at gmail.com if you want to send in a suggestion for the cinematic autopsy episode, which will be coming shortly. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you when. Yeah. Keep you in suspense like John Walker said. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening and uh, hit up movieshmovie.com if you... Dot net. What are we? Dot com? Dot net? Dot net? We never go to the website. So yeah, take it back. Don't go to the website. Just go to iTunes and like us, star us, share it, whatever. Yeah. Um, but as always, guys, uh, you've made our day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. A lot of people may remember this routine, but it's evolved now. Yeah, from the summer before last.